It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I wanted to take a moment to discuss a topic that shouldn't be controversial, but kind of is. And let me explain where I'm going with this. So I am a Scrum Alliance certified Scrum trainer. I am a certified stable framework trainer. I am also a safe program consultant to SPC. I have my PMP, project management professional, and, and I have the Lean Six Sigma black belt, and I'm ITIL certified. I can go on and on for days. That's not the controversy. The controversy is this topic. I don't know why it's getting so much traction right now, but someone asked me to describe what the difference was between a sprint review and a sprint retrospective. And they were looking at it from a scrum guy perspective. Now, if you look at these ceremonies, sprint review, sprint retrospective, the review couples what I call an internal review and a demo together. And then the retrospective is a separate meeting. So if you think about it from an agile perspective, there are three actual things that happen. The first item is an internal review. The second item is a demo, and that can be an internal facing or external facing demo. And the third is a retrospective. Now, what most people see when they read the Scrum Guide is it's just two events. And the review and demo kind of happen asynchronously. And I get it. Uh, I get where they're trying to go with that. But sometimes that causes people to become confused or mistake one for the other or they don't understand what are integral parts of each one, and then it doesn't map back to everything in Agile. It, it, it just creates confusion. So I thought, why not get rid of the confusion and talk about getting this right? Because when you get this wrong, you usually end up with misaligned teams, uh, inefficient product development, and you end up with stakeholders who are not pleased because they're not getting the results that they want uh, and it's just because we're, we're not getting the alignment we need earlier. So, so let's talk about it. So let's start at the top. If you just went with Scrum exclusively and said there are five Scrum ceremonies, fact, sprint planning, daily Scrum, sprint review, sprint retro, and backlog refinement. Those are the five ceremonies that happen in Scrum. They, 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 they are there. They are set. That is what they are. Now, what's interesting is the review doesn't separate itself from an actual demo because the demo is the review according to Scrum. But I just want to focus on three. So I want to focus on review, demo, retro. Let's walk through each one. So what's the difference between a review and a demo? A lot of people give me that. They're like, okay, great. So review, demo, you call them two different things. Why? So review is what I refer, refer to often as demo prep. So a review is an internal facing or typically internal facing event where the product owner reviews with the team to make sure A, everything meets the acceptance criteria and B, that it's ready for demo. The importance here is you can preview items with a couple of stakeholders if you'd like before you show it to the greater audience. You can conduct this internal review in a very short amount of time and be better prepared or refined for the actual product demo that's going to go towards external facing people. So what it does is it gives you a prep, if you will, a component of preparation 
that you wouldn't normally have. Now, this meeting for a two-week sprint should never exceed an hour. In fact, most of my demo preps or internal reviews are usually in that 30 to 40 minute range. And what this does is it gives the team an air of confidence walking into the demo, and it helps the product owner know that A, you're not going to be demoing things that aren't fully baked, or B, that um, that we, we are going to show things that matter and that we're putting our best foot forward through the demo to our end consumers. Then there's the actual demo. Now, the actual product demo, once again, should never exceed an hour in length. It should be something that stays usually at 40 minutes. 40 minutes, for whatever reason, seems to be the sweet spot, 40 to 45 minutes. And this is where you are showing whether it's, when I say external facing consumers, I got to be careful. I just mean people who aren't part of your internal group. It doesn't necessarily mean they're not part of your organization. An external demo can be to another group within the organization. It can be to an external group altogether. The point I'm trying to make here is make sure you have a defined audience and that you understand who the target audience is, right? But this demo is where you're going to do your quote unquote dog and pony show. This is where you're going to show off your wares, show off the things that you build, talk about them, talk about the impact that they have, uh, get excited. This is where the team is going to be energized and they're going to talk about the parts or components that they put together. So this demo is often kicked off by the product owner who's going to facilitate. The product owner will introduce, you know, what things we're going to look at. They will uh, introduce the team member that's going to help us cover those components. And they are going to make sure that the meeting continues to stay flowing. Now, many of you are thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute. If, if that's what the product owner is doing, what should a Scrum Master be doing? Here's the gist. If you say, okay, Scrum Master, you do that part. Product owner, you worry about other things. What's going to happen is the product owner is going to be so intently focused on what's being demoed that they're going to miss other things that they should be paying attention to. So with that being the case, I always say the product owner should be focused on the team and making sure the demo's flowing well and facilitating that part of the meeting, while the Scrum Master turns chair around, faces the audience, and records reactions from people in the audience about what they said, felt, or did when certain parts of that demo took place. Now, this information will be passed back to the product owner, but it gives us an opportunity to have Instead of someone hyper-focused and nervous about what's being demoed, you know, also trying to pay attention to the audience, it gives the Scrum Master a chance to pay attention to the audience, pass that information back to the product owner. So when they're doing a final review with the, with the, with the people who, uh, stakeholders, key stakeholders, after the team has finished their demo, it gives us uh, more of a complexion of which items should be talked about, how we should address them, and with who, right? Based on reaction, based on things that were observed by the Scrum Master. So the review for me is an internal review, demo prep. The demo is an actual demo. And then finally, the retro. Now, the retro is probably the most important meeting of the three. This is where the team can focus on improvement. This is where they can set new goals. This is where they can reflect on team process and performance. Um, this is where they can make adjustments or pivots as needed. Uh, the Scrum team and a product owner should definitely be present for this. Um, they're going to record action items. Uh, and, and the thing is, I want to try to keep it as close to an hour as I can, but it doesn't necessarily have to just be an hour. I've had good demos that lasted 15, 20 minutes, uh, or not demos, retros. I've had good retros that have lasted 15 or 20 minutes. I've had good retros that have lasted three and a half hours. What I'm trying to say is this is a chance for everyone to talk about 
the purpose of what we did, uh, make sure we have the right participants, focus on outcome. It, it, it's a chance for us to really get everything pulled together. And as long as the meeting is meaningful, and as long as everyone in a meeting feels like they're getting value out of it, this is the meeting that I don't necessarily time box. So while I do have a recommended time box on a retro of an hour, I don't cap it in an hour and end it. If it's being productive and we're getting value out of it, we keep going. If I feel like it's going south and nobody's getting value out of it, we can always nix the meeting or have someone walk out. And, and that pretty much uh, ends our meeting. So I guess what I'm trying to say is the retro has some flexibility, but the beauty of the retro is that if we can do that correctly, it's going to help realign us and get us back where we need to be within our groups. So that way, when we do go start, uh, the second we walk out of the room, all feelings just kind of drop out of wayside. You know, all feelings get left at the door. And uh, we we start anew and we work together towards building, you know, better products and services. And I think that this is what strengthens the team and helps them work better together. So the key is make sure you understand a retro and how to run one. If you've never done a four quadrant retro or a simple retro, you need to learn how to do it. Uh, that's what 90 percent of my teams do. Um, you need to understand the difference between a review and a demo and that a review is demo prep and a demo is an actual demo and make sure you have the right audience at each so that way you can capture the information you need in order to make it productive. That's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have a topic you want us to discuss, learn more at agiledad.com. We'd love to hear from you. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.